0: Every video that I make when I do the sitting at the desk and stuff like that, they're all pretty lazily filmed. If you really break it down to what it is, they're not like, I'm not going out of my way to do it. And I'm not adding all these effects or anything. I'm just kind of like half-hazardly making a video. And the reason they do well is because they're easy to digest.
1: They're guys, they do magic. They are the magic guys.
0: Listen
2: to that sweet, sweet crack of Jedi juice. What's up, everyone? Episode 100 and something. 19, 119 of The Magic Guys. I'm Josh Lombito. That's Nick Kay. And oh my God, we got Jason Maher in the house. What's up, Jace? Hello, everybody. It's me. Founding father of The Magic Guys podcast. <laughs> yeah, Not boy. Back.
1: We're Not all back, here The chat. for a one
0: special, a one-time
1: special. <laughs> uh, well, Jason you've been missed immensely by all the listeners here why don't you tell them what you've been up to my friend
0: uh, doing 365 <laughs> days of magic that's what I've been up to
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> busy 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 yeah.
2: dude And not a da- have you overtaken the first time you started yet
0: no that like was 137 now I'm at I'm currently editing 123 right now
2: <laughs> and you got to what before 100 I thought it was like 160 was it 130,
0: one third,
2: like... 137 yeah god damn that's yeah. going to be well that's going to be a good feeling when you get past that and you're not like
0: almost past
2: bloodshot that. and almost sick and like that. run down
0: <laughs> well this time I'm not this time I'm handling it much better
2: that's what I'm this saying one... like yeah it'll feel good to pass it and still be in like full health yeah you're managing it much better yeah boy well
0: I'm also technically I'm behind in the 365 technically mm-hmm. not by much though like a day. Oh shit! I think. Oh shit! Well, the way I am treating it is like I'm not going to make myself sick for this, and I also don't want to just put out content for the sake of putting out content. So I'll still complete this challenge. I'll still do that, but I'm not going to die doing it. I'm just going to do the best. Do the best they can. Put the best quality out.
1: I think it's pretty remarkable that you're doing 365, and it's people like struggling to do you know 30 days in May.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I've already done that, what, four times over now?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all you gotta think I mean- about it. Just twelve of them.
1: <laughs> it's not even that bad. But here's the just thing, man. Like a lot of people wouldn't even know where to start. Like how do you pull material? Do you literally fabricate it yourself or do you just go through like do you just go to I don't know, I'm looking at like Tarbell or maybe um Arts of Astonishment. Like do you just go through and just purposely learn stuff? Or is it straight from the top of the dome? Like, what is your creative process? Uh, at the moment, be- it's, it's still from the top of the
0: dome, because I I know so much material that... I mean, I've probably got more material than most magicians in Australia combined. <laughs> like, But I just... Yeah. Uh, so I'm just burning through that at the moment. But uh, I'm sure I'll reach a point where I'm mm. like, all right, time to crack out the old tar bell. Volume yeah. 4. with the balls? I have, right? a, volume
1: four. I have a creative process every now and again where I'll just pick out two or three moves... And see how many bits of magic I can come up, like how many routines I can come up with using just those moves. And the reason All I right, do yeah, sponge game, dong, I- how many? I need to get no, that. I I need like to get a sponge dong <laughs> <tongue. laughs>
2: for day number. Oh, I've already gone past sixty nine.
0: Did you? Did you see my? Yeah, but I can do it for one sixty nine. I get. I get mm. to do sixty nine like like three times. So mm. yeah, so there's a yeah. few times that I get it.
2: What about like, like today's day... today's
0: video is one two three, and then I'll get to do Ooh. two three four, and then I'll get to do three four five. Yeah, that's right. Consecutive numbers, baby. Yeah.
2: Or if you get to uh, if if you went a couple of days over and you do three six nine, that could be a real, That could be a sponge dong because that could be you know a three six nine could be. I don't know. I don't want to. It would <laughs> need to like have some three kind of weird... though.
1: Yeah. Like, you yeah. Need to have three balls on it. It's like, yeah. Two six nine so, can have two. Three six nine can have three balls. That'll be hilarious.
2: So we're all on the same page, basically. Yeah, nice.
1: A lot of
0: ball, lot of balls. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, right, you the guys. Best... What's been going on? I haven't heard from you guys. I heard that Josh is now doing magic for football. Magic is for football. Josh? That was a fun gig. Yeah. I, I wish
2: I appreciated like yeah. NRL a bit more. Do you guys follow like rugby league at
1: all? No. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not dude, a big thing absolutely. here. Oh, come on, man. Really? Yeah. yeah I don't
0: know, I don't well, know shit at all about it, dude. Are you kidding me? Who, know,
1: who what knows? What about sports, a- period? Like, I don't know any magicians that are like full sports guys. I mean, yeah. The only person I know that's deeply into stuff like that, like Tim Ellis, <laughs> who's, you know, just turned 60. We had his roast <laughs> yesterday, which we can talk about a bit later if you like. But, um, like, he loves wrestling, like the WWE stuff. So if whenever they're in town, like he's there front and center, like is I don't Ooh. know if that's quite a sport. It's not a sport, it's acting. Uh, well, it's it's well, let's call it theater. Let's give it a little bit more. Uh, it, well, it's, the, still uh, <laughs> <clears throat> it's still physical.
2: It's still physical, you know. Uh yeah, yeah so the NRL they do this series every... I don't know if it's every year or every two years or whatever, but it's called the Magic Round series, and it's where every team in the NRL in, in uh, Australia in New Zealand will all play each other over a three-day period to get one winner at the end. So it's like this just full-on cycle of just game after game after game, and people will be there for three days um, and watch it. So it's a big deal, and... Um, last time they came through brisbane i got to be a part of like the the media call. So i did a bit of magic to some of the footy players like for the news to watch and stuff and then uh this time though i got to actually go in there and do some magic and and uh basically they had it pretty much looked like a corporate event like they had these rooms that were indoors aircon, very nice you know mm-hmm. they're pumping them with food because they're just there all day and yeah. um it was the perfect, it was surprisingly the perfect environment for Magic because they're all blokes that are all there with with their mates. They've been drinking and they're all looking for something to, to watch for 20 minutes, like to have a break from watching the games um, because everyone's there watching their own team. So, sometimes matches are on that aren't their teams, but they've paid mm-hmm. to be there all day. So, they're still there oh,
1: great. and so, they're yeah. all just
2: there like, yeah. So, the moment they hear, oh, there's Magic for Magic Round, Hell yeah. And they, they get into it and uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Lots of good are laughs these, and good fun.
1: Are these the type of clientele that, you know, like when, when they're in these corporate boxes, they, they, they're they just guys with like money. Like they would have rocked up in their Porsches and then watch footy all day and then go home because those are the guys you want to throw your business cards at. They're a good value.
2: Yes, many a business card was uh, given out that, that, that over those two yeah. days. Absolutely, yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're, well, yeah, they're the guys that like going to events. They all, you know, run companies or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I would just give them shit, you know, uh, mm, and, and I, make it I, obvious that we're
1: in this fancy room. I did something very similar, um, but for baseball, because baseball isn't really prominent here in Oz, as you guys know. But they've been sort of trying to get it off the ground for a while, and um, you know, I got some pretty special tickets to watch the game and everything else. Then after the game, uh, they they invited me to their corporate boxes to meet all the appropriate people, and um, it was a it was a great time. And baseball is actually a lot more exciting than what I thought it would be. I know Americans make fun of it, you know, like one of the like it's like impossible to watch sober because it's just such an ordinary thing to do. But um, I had a blast doing that. And um, they gifted me a jersey from the Melbourne Aces and I got nice. to meet all the players. And um, it's it's a bit of a good time because I was having a conversation on Sunday. I was, I was at an event and I met some really nice people there. And it was like, you know, all really nice clientele. Like there was, you know, finance people and pilots from Qantas and all this stuff. And they were asking about like, oh, you know, when you do football clubs and stuff like that. I don't know if we should be slandering any football clubs, but I will say that there's some football clubs I've performed for in the AFL that were an absolute pleasure to perform for. And there was other ones that I was like, those guys need media training and etiquette training uh, because they were just all kinds of awful. Um, And surprisingly, if you were to guess which ones were absolutely feral, you might assume Collingwood based on their fans, but that team were the most lovely people I'd probably perform for in the AFL. True. Well. Yeah. I,
2: again, I wish I knew more about it to even know, what, you know, the Collingwood fans were like... <laughs>
1: do you not even but follow... Do you not... Like, is this I know what AFL so is,
2: but for sure, like I know the Brisbane Broncos because that's where I live. And uh, so yeah. like I bought, I bought these little footballs to... Um, like customize some magic. Like, so basically use them instead of sponge balls, but okay. you know, that's my, I'm a magician. I don't know thing sport outside think of uh, Hogwarts. That's uh, kind of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put this out there. I think that you as a magician or as a performer that you sort of need to be well-versed in most everything that you perform for, you know, like when you perform well, for Toyota, you should know a little bit about their product and what they do and a little bit about their history um, it just shows you care, and it helps solidify the relationship you can have with them. I think that's mm. that's important. Jace, you've done a lot of corporates yourself. What are your thoughts on this? You're just like, I don't care who you are. I'm just going to do my magic and press on. Like, where do you stand on this?
0: Um, shit, dude. <laughs> that's a weird one for me. I don't, I don't really care. Um, like, I don't think it's super necessary. Like, sure, it probably helps. I guess. For, for me, I, I don't do that, like, at all. Like, if I go to an event and I know nothing about it, then I'm just honest about it. Like, honestly, I don't know anything about it. Teach me. Teach me while we do some magic. And I have a goof and they're educating me about it while I'm doing it, right? And there's something uh, there's something wholesome about me not knowing anything about it. And then everyone's still having a good time. And then by the end of it, I can leave knowing something about it, right? Mm. But that's just that's just my thoughts. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not really that into corporate myself. I find corporate pretty boring personally
2: but sometimes that's that's the good thing like you go in there not knowing like who certain people are and whatever and you just you just give everyone hell like if if uh, some of the players were to walk in I'd I'd treat them just the same you know exactly yeah at this gig Mm. But obviously, I don't act like that. I don't walk around going, oh, football, uh, we're so silly. You know, I still, no one would know I don't know at the gig. Like, I'm very, you know, I turn it back on them really quick. Like, what did you think about that match? Oh, well, it's crazy. But I mean, was that one of your teams playing? Like, who's your, you know, you just spin it back on them and then you're like, all right, well, think of a card. And, you know, no one knows. But of course, if it was something more specific, like a, a specific, um, company or brand or person, yeah, I would do my due diligence for sure. But um, mm. it was my first time even going into the Suncorp Stadium, which is like oh. the football stadium of uh, of, of Queensland. But uh, it was insane just seeing that many amount of people in one place and like hearing them roar uh, in, in real life. Like when people roar when there's a goal and stuff, that was crazy. Yeah,
0: it's that the was. energy that people chase, man. That's where they
1: go.
2: Yeah, I was yeah. like, if only magic would get you know, that right.
1: <laughs> you know, I think that these particular environments breed a particular type of spectator. So one of the things that I experience most when you're in this sort of realm is that a football crowd or any sort of like blue collar treaty types, um, they have a mentality in which they know you're good. They'll watch it, but through the whole time, they'll be trying to pepper you and give you a hard time. But if you come through it on the other end, after they've just been trying to hammer you or give you a, make it be difficult for you, if you come out the other side of it and finish your routine and finish your show, they'll go, mm. mate, you're bloody good, you're bloody good. I didn't see nothing. That was amazing, and I've been blah blah blah, and I love that Penn and Teller show, and they'll come at yeah, you like that. Yeah. Nah. But but yeah. they have this sort of thing where I guess that maybe it's because of the same mentality they have towards their apprentices or something, where they got to give them a pepper ring and be a little difficult, only for them to. Like come out of it at the end of it being like nah he's tough enough to work with us because he can take the peppering he can take all the the jabs that we t- you know every time we make nice. fun some of those audiences yeah. exist like that and you just need to sort of go this is what I'm in for tonight they're going to try and grill me and I'm going to grill them back and I'm going to fool them and then when I do they're going to be like you're the greatest we'll see you next time and then they'll book you the next time and there's no hostility it's just everything's wonderful and welcoming and, and, and great but That's what I find with those particular audiences there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Is it the same, or is it just just how it is on on my side of the planet? What do you reckon, Jace? Uh, One more time, repeat that question, that exact question. Do you experience the same sort of thing where, like, you have certain audiences that are like, this is the way they sort of do it, and you need to prove yourself in order for them to think that you're worthy, or is it a kind of. Thing where I'm
0: always worthy of a like and share, buddy. No, um, we do. uh, You know, on the streets, obviously, we get hecklers. Probably more so than at a corporate gig, right? But uh, I, I don't feel the need to prove myself. Though I don't really care. Like when someone tries to heckle me, there's two ways to deal with it. One is you can bite back, and then. You have to like, you have to win that battle, right? And if you don't win, mm. well, now you've lost your credibility. The other one is just to not care. And me, I just have this mentality of like, I just don't care. Like, someone would be like, "Magic's not real," and it's like, yeah, hey, whatever. Like, I'll just keep going on with the routine. Like, who gives a shit? Why do I care what fucking Joe Blue says? I don't yeah. give a shit about I, that I, guy. And if I'm at a corporate it, gig, if I'm at a corporate gig and the same sort of thing happens, and some dudes like trying to give me a hard time it's the same thing i'm like dude i was like it doesn't matter how much shit you want to give me i get paid regardless so yeah it's like it's like the more shit you give me the the more i don't have to work i just get paid to listen to you talk shit which is fine
1: absolutely yeah for me i'm
0: just all like dude, that i've fine. already got yeah. your
1: money i've already exactly. got your money mouth <laughs> off all you like i get paid by yeah, the hour and chatting. i cost a fortune yeah
0: (laughs) that's kind of it that's kind of how i handle it because i just i just don't care i used to when i was younger i used to be very like i'm gonna beat this guy and i'd do it battle every single heckler and then i and i had enough lines that i could do it and i'd win pretty much all of those interactions but and there's Mm -hmm. also the downside that um not everyone will receive that victory as a good thing some of them will see it as you being like insecure that you have to win that battle or do you know what i mean like it 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 can Mm -hmm. sometimes a negative
1: yeah. so I think
0: the best way to handle it is just to not give a shit I just don't
1: has care there any, has there been any battles in the heckling realm that you've lost that come to mind that you're like oh I remember this and this was the worst
0: uh, not really like no. when they're
2: actually like a time that's actually stuck into your brain because it was bad
1: no, is what, no is I, what don't, you're I have saying? a short
0: memory I have a very short memory
1: like uh, I have oh I have one I have a memory oh, you do yeah I was doing street shows back in the day and I had a great crowd and it was absolutely enormous. So I did my thing and I'm just getting ready to hat my show and put my hat out and do my monies. And a group of dudes came through. Okay. Don't know who they were. Could have been a footy trip. Could have been a bunch of douchebags. I'm going to call them a bunch of douchebags, a bunch of douchebags go through my crowd, pushing people out the way and disperse, and they were jumping around in my show. Everyone was just like nuts to this, and they all walked away. And I was like, you better put some money in this sack, or you just ruined my show and ruined my living. And this guy threw a piece of paper in my hat and then left. And what this douchebag didn't realize is that the piece of paper who threw in my pocket was an airline stub with his name on it. Oh, so damn. So I looked him. In- So I looked him up, and he was a real estate guy from (laughs) Sydney. And so I looked him up, and I found his company, and I found his email. And I signed him up to every single Viagra-based thing I could possibly do. I got his number. I put his number into every single thing I could possibly do. I would call him at three in the morning and leave messages, and I would, like, i just harass this guy flat out. I would literally just be like, hey, man, to, uh,
0: I just gotta... We might,
1: have... yeah. <laughs> we might have to edit this section of the podcast that
0: That's, that's... <laughs> what you just described tore... is called doxing and it is incredibly illegal. <laughs> I tore shreds off this man. Cause that's and shit. that has to be worthy the of like and share that's <laughs>
1: true, it's true. It's I true. Tried. Up
0: to this guy no, i've never done yeah, that, that before i've never taken it beyond where it was that's some craziness like
2: yeah holy crap i mean in terms of like <clears throat> corporate gigs like yeah i've had the groups that are just like too cool for school they're all they're, they're probably just drunk and they're they're trying to act all cool but you know, these days, if I if I even smell that, I just go, yep, great, have a good night. Like, I couldn't care less that they don't see magic if they're going to be like that, because whatever. They're just going to... No,
0: they're not your it. people. They're no, not going to enjoy
2: do. it anyway. Yeah, so... Yeah, that was my uh, street advice. shows
0: now, man. I'll start building a crowd, and if, like, the first five people are not my vibe, I just finish it up and say, see you later, have a good day. Just pull Yeah, because yeah,
2: at, at the end of fun. the day, that's right. Like, at the end of the day, I guess the vibe I tend to give off at gigs is... I mean, at least the way I think about it is like, I'm almost, it's almost like I'm a guest there and I'm doing this stuff. um, How do I explain it? Like I'm there because I want to be there and have fun and do magic for people. I'm not like a character that's been hired that must see everyone, if that makes sense. So like, I'm there to go in and have fun. If you don't want to have fun with me, whatever, man, that's cool. And then that same logic gives me the ability to like, you know, Really give it to the boss, for example, and whatever. Like, oh, I heard you're the new employee. All right, let's see what you got. Pick a card. You know, just have fun, and then that way it seems to create more fun energy. But at the same time, you're not limited to like dealing with that a hole over there that's uh, trying to check your pockets every two seconds. Yeah, well, that's I mean, good we're, we're, ta- because- we're we're taking this to a dark place, but only for a sec. Like, this is like, you know, one percent of the time that you absolutely, you know,
1: yeah. And you know, again, one percent is, really is really even a overstatement. Because- Mm. Yeah, exactly. And this is all really good advice, because ultimately, the way uh, some younger magicians I've, I've spoken with over the past, that the moment that someone tells them, like, no, thank you, or they don't want to see the magic, they have this level of mm. rejection. And the reality is, is that you're not dealing, it's there is no rejection to process. And the reason is, what you have is a gift. And if you have a gift that you try to give to someone, and they don't take it, guess what, you get to keep it, you get to keep mm. the gift. And give it to somebody else who wants it. So that you needn't feel any rejection ever to anyone who, number one, doesn't want to see the magic. And more importantly, number two, doesn't even deserve it. That's next
0: today. I don't know if that's correct. What I would say is uh, you should feel all of the burn. It should toughen you up. You should develop iron thick skin. <laughs> no. The calluses. No.
2: Yeah. And no, then every no, now the- and then. Yeah, sorry. Keep going.
0: No, no, please don't let me cut you off there, Josh. I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> so
2: we need to keep all these sound bites and spread them over the next, you know, nine months of your three six five challenge.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, now, the way I see it, when it comes to magic, like uh, if you get heckled, first of all, it's none of your business. Like if someone has something bad to say to you, it's none of your business. Like it doesn't, it has nothing to do with you. Like the fact mm-hmm. you're just you're just the easiest target in that situation because you know they think that it's the magician like there's this weird stigma with magicians like they're you know nerds or you have to break that stigma yourself but also it's none of your business if someone wants to try and heckle you for something or if someone wants to be mean to you or if you walk Mm -hmm. up to someone and say hey do you want to see a trick and they say no that none of that is any of your business it's like you don't you know what i mean like if you feel bad about it that's something that you maybe need to deal with on your own like it might not even have anything to do with the magic itself
1: See, it's that's just that. interesting because because what you're saying is that, like, what we're sort of talking about is people attacking us, but we also need to appreciate that a lot of times when we perform, people have a fear that we are going to attack them. Exactly. And when I say attack, what I mean is mm-hmm. we're going to make fun of them, we're going to make them look mm-hmm. foolish, we're going to make them look stupid, um, yeah, and some people are terrified, like, oh... Yes, there's a stigma because some people represent that way that they go to audiences and they belittle them and make them look silly or, you know, make them hold their jacket or whatever it might be. But yeah, so some people are like, oh, I don't like magicians. And I'm like, why? Because I saw this one guy who was mean to me and they never want to like do magic ever again. And so mm. I've I've done performances where I've literally <laughs> had a guy come and say, I walked over and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm here to do some magic. And I, I when I wrote, by, I asked for permission. I let him know, welcome to my venue that I'm performing in that evening. My name is Nick. Would you like to see some magic or am I interrupting conversation? Because if they're like, sorry, mate, we're in the middle of something, I'll leave. Like, give Yeah, yeah, a exactly. Time. Again, that's none of your business, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Of course. And we're that, we're and in the we're really middle of a, a buddy, conversation. You're like, oh, you're right. you yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And and so I say to him, he, has, he made this face like, oh, and I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, oh, go. I didn't mean to upset you. Like, I just want to make sure you have a good time. He goes. Nah, it's okay. Go on. And because everyone else wanted mm. to this guy was drained of his life. I did my thing. And then he loved it. And he said, sorry, man. Like I, we just came from a bar and there was another magician there and he was so bad and then he just like rattled off about this guy. I'm like, who was this guy? And I was like, oh, he looked like this. And I'm like, oh, crap. Never in shame. <laughs> <I> know, no, <laughs> never. But I know who this guy is. And so it was like, emotional damage. Sorry. <laughs> so, I think we all know who this guy, so, guy is. Yeah, yeah. And so what I'm, the point I want to make here is that if, People have a negative connotation about magicians because of a previous experience, and you have power and ability to get rid of that trauma, for lack of a better word, and you have that ability to give them a better experience in magic, you should do so. Yeah, that's what I think. For sure.
2: I I must say, in Brisbane, like the magic people in Brisbane have been doing a good job, like whether it's they're seeing the mag- actual magicians here, or they're just people are watching more magic on TV or on full loss or whatever. I got to say like the ratio is getting higher when I approach a group and they're like, Oh, I love magic. Yes. Like that reaction obviously hypes us up, but I've been getting yeah. that like more often than I used to lately. So magicians in Brisbane, you're doing a good job um, or the TV or maybe it's Jason's videos. Maybe your videos are getting around to more people, but either way, like people are liking magic more. Even at this gig, the rugby league gig, I approached this guy and he's like, he's like, this is incredible. This morning I was at a wedding and I saw a magician. His name was Nathan something. I'm like, "Ah, my buddy, Nathan.
1: Nathan Hedger.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. So, this guy (laughs) saw Nathan at a wedding that morning, then came to the, the match, watched his team win, And now another magician has turned up. And because Nath did a great job in the morning, he's like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, let's see some magic. And uh, if Nathan had not done a good job or whatever, just whatever happened, just left any kind of weird uh, feeling in his head, he would have not come up to me. He would have been like, oh, not not twice in one day, you know.
1: And I let Nathan Nathan know about it, but yeah. Yes. Props to Nathan Hedger from Amegan Entertainment. Props to him. Yep. Thank you Sweet for clubs. your patronage. companies in amongst our company. No, i yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nathan Hedger. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to call him. Fuck. He, he messaged me. He messaged me and was like, are you free for a chat? And I just, I totally forgot.
2: I can just call him now through the, uh, the roadcaster.
0: <laughs> Bring him up. It's like a real
1: personal thing. <laughs> Sh- should I? Oh, oh, no. oh, is it like, su- oh, okay. Maybe I won't then. Yeah, Um, Jason's got to talk about a bladder infection or something to... Uh,
2: You know what I thought would be funny though? I don't know. We'd have to work out the best way to do this or maybe our viewers can help us. But on the roadcaster, my phone is linked to it, right? So I can call people on this, but it will come up through, like we'll be able to hear the call, essentially. So it would be funny to either mystery call something or I don't know if we want to go to the route of prank calling, but I'm not opposed to it. But like we could do some kind of calling segment on here, and um,
0: I think you should call Teller right now.
2: Let's ask him some questions. Oh yeah, do you have their number?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got
2: it. Of course, you would have it. I mean, anyone who has Miss <laughs> no, 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 Mag A two two's subscribage is going to have.
0: Isn't that Mantella's just so funny number. though? Isn't that so funny, bro? I just remember because I, I grew up the, grew up the, learning magic tricks off that dude, bro. <laughs> the viewers might not know. But yeah, Miss
2: Mag A22, a.k.a. a card teacher, is following your boy, Jason.
1: Oh, that's great. That's it's crazy. It's pretty awesome when you have that moment where like some of your heroes are giving you the acknowledgement. Like you, when the way I word it is like when, when they're part of your magic DNA because they've influenced you so much. Um, like for me, it was Rocco Solano. You know with mm. his techniques that he uses in magic and when I bumped into him in Vegas like I lost my mind and I posted a couple of bits and he actually liked some of my stuff on Instagram like that stuff really hits Jay Sankey really liked my stuff the other day and started following me which I thought was really it's, cool um, yeah. wow
0: Actually, of- I made a video I've been making a lot of reacting to magic videos lately just because I'm mm-hmm. kind of feeling inspired by other magicians but also you know good content I like sharing good quality work but I made one about Daryl Um, And he did an ambitious card routine. And uh, there were just some videos that I had rewatched. So I did like one about Paul Daniels and I did one about Daryl and I did one about uh, amazing Jonathan. And there were just some bits in this, in their acts that I didn't even realize that I was using those bits in my day-to-day routines, like jokes that clearly came from them, but I just adopted it and not even known where it came from. And I mentioned it in the the Daryl video where I said the funny thing about your personality is it doesn't actually belong to you. It belongs to whatever inspiration you've drawn from and that's formed your personality, right? And then I was like, it's so weird watching these videos and seeing where my personality has actually come from. It's like bits of Daryl and then bits of Paul Daniels and bits of Amazing Jonathan and just all this shit from everywhere. Do you know what I mean? All just crammed Mm. into what is now me. And it's just so interesting.
2: That was a good video too. I I was so impressed with like, However long ago that was when Daryl made that video, the moves right. that were so good that he was yeah. doing back, like he's doing <laughs> Man, a better ambitious, in
0: my mind. <laughs> I was just like, mm, like
2: he's doing a better ambitious routine then, than people are now. Like they've totally skipped 100%. on like learning it properly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and, uh,
0: it's, it's
2: insane. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's just some stuff just out the little there, little right? Things. Just a little things where he like transfers the break from the pinky to like the middle grip thumb break. It's just things of that nature. It's just so. It's just little bits of cream that just make everything so yeah. much more delicious when you see it, and, and especially when the spectator's consume it, too. Like, it's great. Yeah, he does. A, even- I don't know
0: if he. I don't know if you noticed in that video. I wonder if both of you missed it, but he actually does a deck switch. Does he? <laughs> no, I must have missed that. <laughs> he yeah, actually does, does a Here's deck some- switch, and everyone misses it, but he. He does a deck switch. That's how he does the finale trick. He does a whole last deck switch.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy.
0: It's insane. And nobody catches it. And then you go, oh, wait, that's why he was one of the best. That's why he was the magician's magician. Yeah. So none of you wow. caught it. None of you caught it, right? You know, yeah, I, I missed it too. Don't get me wrong. I didn't see it either. I missed it.
1: What I also find as well is that, like, these these videos that we're talking about, uh, stuff that we've consumed, like, so many years ago, and it's really interesting that when you evolve as a magician like something that you might've looked at 10 years ago versus when you see mm. it now or five years ago or any length of time, do you find that you see it with different eyes? Like let's say mature eyes when you start to consume the magic again? Oh yeah. well
0: I know that, I know. I used to have an arrogance when I watched those videos back in the day. Like I watch your Daryl do the ambitious card and you're like, ah, he's only doing an ambitious card. That's easy. But now when you watch it as an adult, as a mature magician as it were and you don't have this need to prove anything like you're not even you know sometimes i think you watch these videos and you try to prove to yourself that you are as good as these people that you're watching but when you Mm. lose that and you don't need to prove to yourself or anyone else and you start watching it and you actually genuinely enjoy it you start to just appreciate a different side of it and most of it comes down to their general mannerisms for me like i really enjoy good mannerisms just like the way that they would address something, the way that it never goes unnoticed. Like if someone drops something, they'll actually stop their performance and pick it up for them, or something. You know what I mean? Like they're right. they're always they're always so present when they're performing. They're not just doing a routine at someone. They're actually experiencing it all with them, which is just so much more enjoyable to watch.
2: Even that moment, uh, I I watched this through your eyes, Jace. But even that moment where Daryl was like, after he'd uh, done one of the sequences, and he's like, "All right, cool," and it's the like he, instead of putting it back in the deck, he goes like this, and then does this thing. Yeah. And goes, yeah. All right, we'll set this packet down here, and we'll just use this packet. Like even doing that uh, was crazy to see a, a, a little finesse that I hadn't seen happen like ever right. before.
0: <laughs> you know, a lot of people in the comments were like, "I can't believe you haven't seen that before." And I was like, oh, "I just, it never even occurred to me that that was a thing people did." It was a nice yeah. moment though; it added extra beat, and it was just a really cool moment. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. uh, what's Ricky Jay's uh, Ricky Jay's stuff. Um, so I made yeah,
2: a video that would about be that. Wild. Nice. Speaking of like people influencing people, I saw this. This is pretty cool. This uh, happened yesterday. Ozzy Wynn's Inner Circle show, which I still would love to go and see. He had uh, Edward Norton himself, who is uh, the character in The Illusionist, the iconic movie that we all you know know and love. Come and see bro. a show! How bloody cool is that? That's got to be a, a nice little moment, even for him, you know, having probably performed at times. To, uh, you want to book celebs. a ticket, bro? Let's
0: go! Let's go check it out.
2: Kind of, Where hey.
0: Is it? I'll do it. It's in. I'll go it's, for in a trip.
2: Uh, it's in New York. Yeah, it's in New York. New York? It's been playing for the last uh, like couple of months now, um, and it's it's presented by David Blaine, like David Blaine's the producer, I guess. Yep.
1: Um,
2: but insane. Yeah, it's a close-up show. Everyone's around the table. Some people are at the table. He designed the 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 setting just for the like experience of the yes. Like they placed, he placed the chairs and made sure everyone could see. They weren't blocked by people's shoulders, all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Should we uh? Should we make a booking, brother? I feel like we should talk about it after the podcast. We should we let's talk should about it after a trip. the pod. Yeah, let's if, take a if quick we go there, out there for a few days.
2: Well, I got to take you to see Steve Cohen and then Ozzy Wynn because they're both in New York.
0: Yeah, we we'll do them all. We'll do them both. While we're there, Body. we can also see Reuben Moreland.
2: Yeah. Hey, did I tell you I got to meet him
0: finally? Oh, you, you met Reuben? Yeah, he's a nice yeah. dude. Hey?
2: He came to he, – he actually came to see us uh, play at QPAC. He, he came to watch Showman. What do you think? Uh, yeah. No, he thought it was shit. He was like, this is trash. You get too, up, too many spectators up on stage, you know. Expert. Yeah. You're butchering your card. Re- <laughs> now he li- he had nothing but great things to say. And, um, he particularly was intrigued by my character before he had seen the show because he's like, oh, this you know doesn't look like a typical dressing for a magician, and he knew I did break dancing and these other elements, so he was keen to see how I how I mix it in, and you know he wasn't too disappointed, but super nice guy. Anyway,
1: yeah, he is. He's a he came and saw it. Yeah, I think we should aspire to do a magic live trip, a Magic Guys Magic Live Vegas mm. trip next year. I it has know, to be. We should, We should. We can do both. And and then yeah, we should go to LA, high five a few people in the castle, go oh. to Vegas, run amok, and then do you have connections to in the castle. Nice. So
0: then you're
1: going to get us in. Oh, yeah. I don't think I have any. Oh, yeah. No, no. Look, we'll definitely get yeah, you we, in. We have we have friends. I mean, Simon Coronel, he, he and Dom are performing there right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Simon's actually oh, the, the, guy that,
2: Simon's yeah. the guy that the guy that helped me get in the time I went there. Mm. Oh, really? Simon, yeah.
1: Simon Coronel, we have Pop Hayden. He'll take care of us. Yeah, Bro, Jace. you just have to put
2: it out it. on your Instagram and someone <laughs> will be a member that will really. help you.
1: Yeah, we'll let that we'll, if we if we plan it, I think it'll be a great trip. And we can do that Hell yeah, bounce over to bounce over to New York. We can see a couple of shows there as well, hang out with the right people. Um Yeah. We should plan that for next year because I really wanted to go to Vegas this year, but nobody wanted to go. Or well, nobody had the I'm money to go. I keen for nobody a Vegas time. trip. Yeah. I, I
2: was look I was planning to go. Like me and Jay were talking about it, but then I ended up I don't know. Jace obviously got busy with the three hundred and sixty-five. He's doing his travelling, but I ended up getting booked for this run of shows. That's particularly like the whole week of exactly when Magic Live is. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a it's a blessing. It's great, yeah. but definitely next year yeah. I'll like block out the days where I won't yeah. accept work. I'm gonna Just I'm gonna listeners. pre-register.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, for listeners who are kind of wondering what Magic Live is, it is an awesome, massive magic convention, and the beauty of it is that almost all the American magicians that we've grown and know and love will all be there. Almost, almost most certainly be there. You also might be quite lucky to have a couple of the Europeans come a couple of, you know, the Spanish might, might be there as well. But you know, as far as like meeting with the people that you like love and adore on, on social media and the Instagrammers, they will all be there because they all go there to gain content. So you will have the pleasure of meeting all the guys, you know, and love. And it's a good four days. And yeah. the convention itself is fine. It's great. Like you get to watch and you see some of these these amazing performances. I once saw a person produce a dove with her feet and then split right. it into two with her feet. Dude, like it was absolutely amazing. And I mean, the, the convention itself is great. The lectures are great. But the best time, the best time you can have is at the bar because you will go to the bar and you will sit down with all your heroes and you will sit there with Danny Garcia and you will go Danny I love you and he'll go thanks man and he'll give you a hug um, the, <laughs> the best it is the greatest and like for me my I mean I met a lot of people like I to, to be able to say to Rocco you're my magic DNA I love you to be able to sit to Michael Michael Amar and high-five him and go I love you Michael Amar those are all well and good um, Richard Sanders brilliant love him Pre- I him love Richard so Sanders Richard Sanders, dude. Absolutely Richard, amazing. Richard, that,
0: Sanders, Richard Sanders is one
1: of the most underrated goats of all time. He's um, he He's is, phenomenal. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. And they're all there. And you set up these friendships with them. And it's absolutely lovely. And then you meet a few other people just behind the scenes in the game who work for these companies. My good friend Nathan Hickey. Love him to bits. Ultimately, for me, what made my... Thing, like I mean, my Xavier Spades, all those—they're all very good friends of mine. But my ultimate favorite, my favorite new friend, was um, was—I love him. He's a good friend. My favorite, um, Nicholas Lawrence. Nicholas Lawrence is one of the best creators. And I think, I think, Jedi. yeah,
0: I think, I think he's one of the best creators in the world as well. Yeah, I think that. Oh. I think at the moment, though, if I was to if I was to categorize it, I think he's my number two now. He was my number one, but I reckon mm. that uh, Tobias. Tobias currently is the pioneer of magic. That man is Mm
1: -hmm. is pushing magic leaps and bounds forwards. Can I say, when he showed me that shadow routine, if you haven't seen it, friends, I've got it in my cupboard somewhere. I forget what it's called, but it's a beautiful effect where he he gets a mobile phone, goes up to a wall and casts a shadow. It's called silhouette. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Tobias Dostal. It is one of the most difficult things to be able to perform, but it's an amazing effect where he will basically manipulate shadows. And I saw it live for the first time. And it it's blew ridiculous. my mind. It blew, and you kind of need to be Tobias to perform it to some degree. Mm. Or maybe Jason Ma because he seems to have.
0: No, brother. I opened, to the, I opened the box and was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. I was like, fuck wow. this.
1: But I've watching him perform cover. it for
0: you. It's actually, you know, my, I have a shelf over here, right? And on the top of the shelf, so there's like the top two shelves. That's stuff yeah. that I use all the time. Underneath yeah. that, there's another two shelves. That's stuff that I will solemn use. Usually it's things like gum changing gimmick or some shit. Gotcha. And on the very bottom is shit that I just will not use because it's either too difficult, too finicky, or just not practical at all. And that is in there. That's just in that shelf. <laughs> right. There. It's just not, yeah. it's not for me. It's not going to happen. You,
2: like, you notice mine's still in its box. <laughs> and yeah, the box yeah. looks very nice because it's still <laughs> just sitting in my desk drawer. But goddamn, when I saw that trailer...
1: Yeah, uh, I, I remember seeing it. He too. showed me the gimmick, like he showed me the gimmicks and stuff. Where after you'd done it, and he was like, "I'll be producing. You'll be, you'll be able to buy it soon. It won't be expensive." And I was just like, "This is going to be a two hundred dollar gimmick," and yeah, it wasn't. And I was like, "I'm going to get it. I'm going to give it a crack." And I was like, "This is so hard. This is so hard." It's- and I wish I put that. And it's not that I, I would have put the effort into it if I knew I had more opportunities to perform it. But right, I don't right. have many opportunities that it's going to be perfect, you know? So, like, I would yeah. put the effort into it, but I think the return or opportunities in it to be able to perform it would be less than 20% of the gigs that I do. So, erroneous of that, it was so great because we were invited to a penthouse that was hosted by Murphy's Magic. So, we go up there and we, he had the entire room and he was doing his thing up against, like, just a white wall. And everyone was losing their minds losing their minds absolutely crazy and everyone was there like even banachek was there you know watching this like it was just insane yeah what are
2: you doing there josh oh nothing bro i was just uh <laughs> admiring your your cube work and i was like oh i don't know maybe i can
0: you know me i'm co- a fiddler you. i can't help
2: it can't help it
0: bro. <laughs> but look at me i'm josh Nobido. <laughs> Now you're going to get me exceptionally
2: me <laughs> less likes.
0: <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are just
1: roasting each
0: other. Oh, speaking it's of it's because uh, you know you know what, Josh. I think you could get more likes for doing that that trick. You right, have tell to me. grow some hair first. Yeah, yeah. It helps me <coughs> have my long hair. Yeah, grow some hair. Uh,
1: so just while, other, yeah, that, that <laughs> just while you guys are roasting each other, emotional damage.
2: Yeah, that that cut deep.
1: Just while you guys are roasting each other. I actually hosted a roast yesterday for our good friend Mr. Tim Ellis. He's uh, turned sixty, and for his birthday, he asked, "Can you roast me?" And I was like, "Yep, I'll give it a crack." And I, by nature, am not really malicious or uh, or say too many uh, things of that nature. But what I do, what I did do, was I reached out to my good friend Bodan Hatton, who is an expert in this realm, and I used him to help (laughs) me write. uh, If those of you that don't know who Bodan is, he's absolutely brilliant. He's a comedy genius. Uh, I've never seen anybody structure a show as well as he does. And he thinks about things so thoroughly before executing him. He doesn't just go like, I'll oh, just give it a crack. It'll be good enough. He just doesn't have a brain that does that. He's like, no, it has to be. Mm. So power to Bodane. Yeah. I worked but, with him.
0: Uh, I worked with him in the purple rabbit.
1: Oh yeah. How did you find your time? in there? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. He's a nice guy. I didn't really interact with him a whole lot. I think cause I was, I was on my way out and he was on his way in. So he was getting acquainted and I was like leaving.
1: <laughs> ah. But yeah, so, um, so Tim, we did a roast for Tim, and it was great. So what I did was I reached out to all of our friends in the Magic Realm. I reached out to Teller and, and Sean Farquhar and a bunch of others, and they all sent back videos. Um, you know, Teller sent him a roast. Um, you know, uh, Sean Farquhar was at 4F, uh, which is a convention out there. which It's an invite-only convention of about 200 magicians. And um basically it's the best of the best slider of hand guys, all in the same room just sessioning. And so he was walking about, you know, Mark D'Souza, uh David Regal was there just doing all these videos, um wishing Tim a happy birthday. So we had a really, really good roast for him yesterday. And um yeah, it was pretty fun. Happy birthday that to sounds, Tim.
0: That was nice.
2: That all sounds oh, really yeah. nice. Like what was like can you give us an example of like one of the roasts?
1: Oh yeah. Roast uh, okay, so so what I said was um uh when Tim first asked me to do the roast, I googled how to roast old meat, and I ended up just finding <laughs> a bunch of recipes for mutton. Oh boy. And then I also learned that really old meat has a uh, really bad odor and is very pale, which I think describes Tim perfectly.
0: That's and, savage, um,
1: right? <laughs> <Damn. laughs> yeah, sorry. I used to run it with Bow Dante. Yeah. dom dom and uh simon did theirs together at the castle they were filming each other like filming and and just reading them out to and th- those were brutal those were absolutely uh insane oh yeah 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 oh they, they were so good and so we roasted him away um but yeah it was a good time damn that's a great pen what do you even get flash um, this
0: pen jeez I got this from a magic shop like years ago I don't know if they sell it anymore I've been I've been trying to find them for like <laughs> a thousand years <laughs> <It
2: wasn't fit. laughs> okay. I wonder I wonder if you could do the uh, the, the sharpie like uh, you know Gregory Wilson's recap with that pen
0: <laughs> hey <laughs> and then it's underneath this knee Oh yeah! All right. I can't do it. I got headphones on. Hang on, hang on. (laughs) All right, ready on the count of three. One, two. Oh,
1: Oh, oh. Oh, look at that! bro. Uh, I'll
2: pay that. The hair covers it pretty well.
1: (laughs) I was waiting for that bit. I can't. I can't put the. Dude, your hair covers it.
2: Your hair covers it pretty well, though. (laughs) Like even when you had the, the whole pen there, you turn around, your hair was covering the whole pen.
0: I can't fit this. Look at that. I can't fit this in the in my ear though. In the ear.
2: We're gonna have to rename the trick. When you're using a jumbo pen, we're gonna have to call it like re-plug or something. So you're not using your ear.
0: Yeah. I agree. That's a trick
2: for Bob Possible.
0: Oh shit. Ooh. Ooh.
2: (laughs) Man. You never the man never stops. It's just (laughs)
1: I just, <laughs> just mess it around. If you guys are just listening to the podcast, you're doing yourself a great disservice. You need to watch it on YouTube because there is just this one window which contains Jason Ma and it's just a hurricane of magic happening non-stop. It's just... <laughs> it's just happening all the time. <clears throat> Go on, Josh, do some Rubik's
0: Cube stuff. The, the people want to see it. One person wants to see it.
2: One person? Oh, that's all I need. That's my usual live video. Um, all right, we've got got... Uh, Check it out. We got a mixed cube. Okay, gonna put it in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you can't.
0: You can't solve that. He's cheating. And
2: <laughs> oh yeah, baby. What do you? What do you Damn, expect? Bro. Real magic.
0: Damn, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> what about <laughs> hey Josh? You want to see my new instant solve that I'm working on? check this out bro you ready <coughs> oh fuck oh look at that it doesn't even Whoa. have stickers anymore it's a totally different cube now it's,
2: wow I've seen worse trick. man I've seen worse so that was pretty good <laughs> you know what? we were talking about um, Tobias being like one of the best creators right now I gotta say commercial wise Henry Harrius is gotta be way oh, yeah, up there that, as well
0: yeah Henry Harris is all over it
2: the quality of products that guy brings out like the quality of it is yeah great, he and he now he's the,
0: the bottles. <laughs>
2: now he's brought out the uh, what's it called? Cube Buster, Cube Master, Cube Buster. He's found Which a way to make one? to bring a new premise of cube magic as well. But um, what's the premise the, what's the is overall effect? well, yeah. the effect is you have a instead of what's a three by look three, look you well instead of a three by three, you have like a ten by ten cube or something, and Shit, that nice. gets mixed up, put in a bag, comes out solved. But before you do that part, you have them pick a card and it's solved, but when you turn it around, it actually has the card revealed on one of the sides, like written in, like, you know, the color wow, pattern mixed phenomenal. into
0: it. And how much are we talking here for that?
2: Well, Australian, it's going to be a bit. <laughs> that's probably like three, 400 Australian, I reckon.
0: Well, I'll take three.
2: But it looks, uh, you know, he's found a, a new way to make cube magicians want to spend more money. <laughs> Basically, Genius. you know, Genius. we've exhausted all the, the different ways of solving a cube. Now we go bigger.
0: Yeah, the man makes uh, quality stuff, right? Like,
2: yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you do cube work in your routines as well, right, Nick? I think I even saw I you do it. some at the uh, at the assembly convention back in the day. Yeah, which, correct.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I originally was influenced by um, Carl Hines. Um, nice. And, and his cube work. Um, and so I was oh, it into cube a- work. Oh yeah, mm. like he he did a whole thing before uh, Steve Brundage had really brought it to light with his social media and um and and you know time on on AGT, but uh, he, that's where I learned it from.
2: Yeah, Jace. He um I don't know if you because he did it before it was yeah mainstream. When we went and saw him lecture, Jace uh, at the yeah, Redrick Hotel, yeah. he did a cube solve in a bag. I don't know if you mm. recall it, because we, we didn't think that much of it at the time because we didn't really mess with cubes. Well I didn't at least. But yeah, he did like a, a cube sub in a bag and I didn't think much of it because I didn't understand like the technicality and stuff that can go into cube magic at the time. Yeah. True. But, yeah, uh, I don't remember
0: it at all. I, I vaguely recall <laughs> meeting him when I was street performing and he came out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, I remember him doing some pretty wild stuff. And I remember that was the first you time know, I saw that that line of "Hey kid, give me five. and then you back pump the five bucks. Say, "Ah, oh, five bucks, thanks."
0: Oh, uh, yeah. the only The only uh, the only lecture that sticks with my memory quite well is the David Stone lecture. That's the yeah, only boy. one. I can't remember really any of the others. <laughs> I remember Tango briefly, but I, I only remember the routine where he used the the ultimate gimmick, or whatever it was—the ultimate coin gaff or whatever—and yeah, he true. just produced like fifty-seven coins on the table that's the only thing i remember though but uh david stone fuck oh, man i want to see that guy again
2: man i do so much of his material <laughs> even yes, from I that way. lecture like that the red cap to black cap was from that lecture and i i know I'm, i remember uh,
0: yeah and i and i and uh, i took the chain the chained big pen i took that bit yeah i
2: i still haven't to this day and i want to do that the the weak man gimmick you know with the, you call oh, the sharpie one. lid on
0: I do that. I do that. Oh yeah. Streets. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing yeah. it for a while. Uh, I, so I, I don't do bring it. it out every time, but I do use it. Yeah, it's, it's funny.
2: so funny. So so really, funny. It's
0: a really funny bit.
2: Do do you remember this? Uh, this Nick.
1: I do. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I was chatting to David Stone just recently because he did a nice video for Tim as part of that roast as well. So, Flex. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's now nah, he was he was great. And whilst Dave was here, um, I was you know, like everyone was busy doing their own thing and, you know, being a full-time magician. Uh, I took him quite around quite a bit. We, we did quite a, quite a bit of magic together and stuff and hung out and I took him to all the places I work and the bars and whatever else. But, um, yeah, it's, he's, he's, he's crazy creative. And the thing is, he doesn't consider himself to be that creative. He doesn't consider himself to be someone who produces a lot of magic when, when we spoke. But that being said, what he does produce, I think is just gold. Like it is.
0: And the tool, the, the sticker dot, like, yeah yeah splash, splash i mean yeah. like dude the guy comes up with heaps of stuff kidding me that dude is yeah. like uh I, I think he's and like a fundamentals a fundamentals for most working magician
2: when i first yeah, watched his awful. uh blackpool convention it was so inspiring at the time because he made it like part lecture part like inspirational you know the uprising of of him oh we got a question nick what is your favorite magic poster
1: um, I really like uh, There's a light blocking it, but there's a, um, nah, sorry. Uh, there's a Houdini car, um, King of Cards one, which I really like because, you know, Houdini's not really known for his card work, you know, like he's, he's the guy that you would chain and throw to the bottom of a river. And so sorry, I brother, he's the guy this. that would get fooled by a card trick. Yeah, the card trick that's that true. fooled Houdini, as yeah. they would say. And I also really like the Keller posters because they mm-hmm. have the imps, and a lot of people don't understand like what the imps are about. But you know, also Thurston um, in his posters was also you know surrounded by that sort of imps, and the imps are these guys in basically red pajamas, um, and the idea is is that they would uh, you know like find someone worthy of learning the magic, and then they would help them find where all the good bits of magic are and so you can see here in Keller's poster that they're holding the book and there's a giant imp trying to show him like here's where the information is here's what you need to know about magic and so that's why I really mm. like things with the imps um yeah it's would quite you say quite Josh is an imp take that as a no <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's getting a call
0: Gone straight
2: into work mode, brother. Sorry, one of his imps. Yeah, they dropped out for a sec. Did you just that again? <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: That's no, it's fine. too late, man. It's over.
2: <sighs> uh that that would that must have been the best bit of the podcast just then too. That was quality content. Quality Jason content. just dropped. Jason just dropped. What is oh, good. Going, I get right? to hear myself <laughs> twice. Twice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I could hear myself <laughs> talk. Myself I still, I can. still You've can. Got, can. You've got. There's some, there's some echo going on, going here, on Nick. here, Nick. I'll fix it. I'm just going to mute yeah, your mic for a sec better. while he gets it.
0: Wait, what? Yeah, that's better. We're back. Nice. Nice. I'm so sick of Nick's shit. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, that's... Well, that was because I muted him, but I'll, I'll bring him back now. Oh, he chose to mute himself. i I'm, I'm, right. I'm good. Sorry. All right, sweet.
0: Yes. Yes. La,
2: la. Let me just check. La, 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 la. You will never get this. And then she break out of cage and she <laughs> You will never this. get okay.
0: this. And then... Oh, wait, it's echoing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, Not so again. what's next on the agenda, boys? What are you guys doing with your lives besides sitting here and talking shit and doing gigs?
1: Well, we're doing the three. Well, we're doing Trick Day May, uh, and Josh, you're doing some really lovely stuff. Well done. Um, really, thank you. One it. person. I like the thing. I like the thing with the trick. The the the, the board. The most recent one. The mm.
2: trick
1: deck. Oh, the tech that deck. Was awesome. Yeah, that's so clever. Well done.
2: Thank you. It took a long um, time to <laughs> so come up with it <laughs> for such a yeah, simple I, forty seconds. But isn't that the way? You know, it is the way it
0: is the yeah. way I, w- I wouldn't know, bro.
2: It is the way of may, unless you're mayor.
0: I can't believe you did Trickaday May, bro. Do you always tell me every year? I'm not going to do it this year. And then you do it.
2: I even said on the video, I'm not going to do it on the first one. And for some reason I did it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Brad, <proud>
2: <laughs> not yet. <laughs> you should be exactly what I thought would happen is happening. It What's starts, that? it gets viewership on the first one. And then, uh, you drop in and it sort of just lulls. Like even though I'm trying my damn best to put out great magic. Keep it doing just, it.
0: See, it this is just, the problem like, though, is that you're, looking at the, you're focusing on the views too much. What you should be thinking of it like, is that you're gonna, in a month, you're gonna have a body of work that you can be proud of, whether people watch it or not, right? You I'm, should still be proud of it. That's good Thank advice. You.
1: <laughs> yeah, Thank you man. know, it's kind of remarkable that there's, there's times where I've paid videographers to follow me around at gigs and I cut up some stuff and I put it online. And it gets two hundred views, and then I have somebody who's drunk, filming me with the most shaky, uh, you know, phone-recorded, poor audio, and it gets eleven thousand views. And you're like, how does this? Yes, does man.
0: People like effort. authenticity. People like authenticity. Too too much effort is the enemy of progress. I think. Like if you put in if you put in like a video that's like highly edited and it's like all professionally done and neat and tidy, it's boring. There's no personality. But if you have a video yeah, where it's shaky, what I would recommend, man, the next time you have someone follow you around, um, make it someone that you know that's like a friend who maybe isn't an expert videographer getting the perfect angles and stuff, but someone who maybe is a little bit messy with it. And then, you know, the thing that Shakabee always did well is that he always created that image of like somebody in the crowd filming, right? When he did his like, like he could still edit beautiful videos, but he could also be like a spectator holding a camcord type of th- type of guy, and that's what you want authenticity you want to, you want people to feel immersed in it, not like they're watching a feature film of a guy they don't give a shit about
1: yeah, so it's more like just being the genuine p o v of a spectator and really getting amongst it
0: yeah, I mean like uh, if every video that I make when I do the sitting at the desk and stuff like that, they're all pretty lazily filmed if you really break it down to what it is they're not like. <laughs> I'm not going out of my way to do it and I'm not adding all these effects or anything. I'm just kind of like half hazardly making a video. And the reason they do well is because they're easy to digest. There's no, does that make sense? Mm. It's hard to, it's hard to explain it other than like just the easier it is to digest the content, the more people are likely to watch it. And the first, and and the first frame of your content is often very important as well. So like, like the the thumbnail, I guess, because you can't technically pick a thumbnail, but you can have the very first frame. So, like, you'll notice, like in a lot of the videos, I'll be like, you know, I'll have the thing like this, and then it's like, all right, guys, got a nice quick one for you here today. And then the thumbnail is like, you know, a cool back design or something, you know, like like you know, all right, guys, got a nice quick one for you here today. You know what I mean? And it's well, like if you if you're doing cube magic, you know, you could like start off with like the cube like this. Probably you could even have it spinning because that first frame of it spinning would look really mm. sick, right? Okay. and like that and shit like that
2: jason and i being friends for this long if you watch any of my trick-or-day you'll notice me copying that exact notion <laughs> that's yeah. what i i try to do like that's you know this video just gone like the opening scene is me doing micro Detective. skateboarding okay. stuff off, yeah. off a, off mm.
0: a, a bow of cards too i noticed it looks cool yeah it was a good uh, it was a good first frame first frame is fun. important
2: yeah <clears throat> first frame everyone
0: First none of this, again.
2: none of this. Hey guys, it's day whatever of trick day May, and today I'm doing a yes. trick with.
0: They've already cut left. That out. Cut, cut that shit out. Yeah, cut that shit out. Yeah. Should just be like what the you know the video you made today was good there because you're like and you're like all right guys I'm going to show you a trick with a top deck or a, or a deck of cards and a you got you even fumbled over your own thing which was fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, you know why? Because I was like I'm I realized so many decks. <laughs> I, I, I like a few takes in. I realized I'm doing a tech deck but I've really just created a routine using tech and a deck. And I was like, so impressed with myself in that moment. I was like, oh fuck, that's so clever. <laughs> so I'm, Let's take the tech, let's take the deck and let's take the tech deck. And then I like pause for a second. I'm like, fuck you know dude. The, all right, and we're going to do this.
0: <laughs> there's, there's one part of your video that I find particularly funny, by the way. So oh no, what do I find? All of this is good, by the way. No, no, all of this is good. All of this stuff is great. It's, I'm going to turn this down so we don't get weird sound here. But all of this is good, and then it's it's the part where you ask um, Siri to pick a card for you. Oh, um, in the I skateboard think, video. I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I think it's not. Oh, because oh, I cut out the word, out the oh, word Siri. No, no, no. Cutting out the word Siri is good. It's uh, so all of this is good. Introducing the tech. Uh, introducing Siri. It's this. You ready? <laughs> this part. That yeah. part I find super strange, and maybe maybe you should have like, I don't know. Can I tell you what you happened in there.
2: my head? Siri did that stupid thing where she goes, "Okay, let me shuffle first. Normally, she'll just say the card. Yeah. So in my brain, after hearing you know you talk about stuff always needs to be happening, I'm like, "Fuck, I can't I can't just keep the phone here." So this yeah. is my my attempt to like keep stuff happening. <laughs>
0: yeah i Uh, I thought that's what i thought that's what it was in my personal opinion uh, i would have i would have just refilmed it
2: yeah yeah i wanted to see how it played out but yeah probably i should have redone that was
0: that would have been the part where most people would have left i think but the rest of it was fantastic like the start of the other one with the finger gun is all good. Like you're doing good, good stuff at the moment. If I was you, I'd just keep making them the way you're doing them now. They're good. Yeah, it it is fun. Like the card, I'm, the card I'm flick right. into the cube is nice. Like these are all nice intros, and these are great. The three cubes, like these are all nice. And the colors, like your your colors in your footage, is really vibrant. So it's all of it's really good stuff. Now give me the butt. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no, there's no butt. Ah, oh, this, uh, but this one, I probably wouldn't have made this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're all waiting for bit, that right. one of you might have been a little bit too ambitious of you <laughs> but the, the rest of it was like the rest of the ones you've done have been really good
2: yeah thanks bro Just keep yeah, it okay. and it's fun and I am like you said you know I'll I'll look back on this body of work and I am enjoying it and it's you know it's yeah, it's it fun
0: might. the other thing it, that you might want to remember too is that you have uh, what 3,000 or so followers right is that right I'm not really sure yeah. something like yeah. that right 3,000 which is great, obviously. It's amazing. But yeah, 3,100. But you've had that following for like... You've had a following of over 2,000 for like three or four years now, right? Which That's Which means right, that yeah. your, your actual following size is probably closer to like five or 600. Mm, right. No doubt. So like that that number is like an inflated number at the moment because of how long it's taken to get to that number.
2: Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah, like so the if average if watch so, of these videos are around that number, like 500. Yeah, right. Years so
0: then if you can... If you can keep that in mind, the fact that your videos are getting 1,800 views, 1,700 views, 2,000 views, 1,600 views, that means that you're um, probably getting more than the actual following that you have, which Mm. means your videos are doing well. Even though you think they're not, they are doing well.
2: Nice. I must say, it's funny to watch them on different platforms. They're doing the best on YouTube out of all.
0: Uh, And so, like like just viewership wise. Oh, you put them on YouTube as well.
2: As shorts, yeah, yeah.
0: I can't believe you almost didn't do that too. You were like, "No, I'm going to put them in stories I was like, yeah, no, "You know, <laughs> I, I would have been okay with that too." But oh, they're doing—they're doing about the same. They're doing about the same as your as your Instagram, which is great. It's good. You hear that, you be happy, bro. I reckon you're going to. Uh, I reckon you'll blow up soon. This might be your year if you keep going.
2: I love how you say that every year and every year. Yeah, but year. every
0: year you stop. No, every year you stop there. I say it because you start producing May, good shit. And then you go, May oh, it's finishes. not working. And then you give up. I
1: I think this should be a big topic of conversation, like a dedicated episode on like how to social media.
2: Absolutely. Jace, and when when, Jace, when you come on the next I, episode in six months, we'll nail that episode yeah. and it'll be great. Because,
1: <laughs> well, the reason I say because... The advice I get is just do it, see what happens, see what sticks, and it's like that's great, but I don't know. Give me some direction, like yeah. Me, I
2: mean, Nick, I your know. videos, your videos are great this year too. I like that you're instead of filming it on your phone, you're using your 360. It just it gives a different, like you can tell it's not filmed from a phone because it's got that sort of wider field of view kind of thing going on. Even that is uh, is nice, nice to see.
0: Uh-huh. Um, Nick is we, videos.
2: We have a comment uh, from out, Bob man. Possible here, just quickly. Bob says, "Josh, how much to come be my camera guy?" <laughs> well, for those who know this podcast well, Bob, I've done my uh, my absolute darndest to, to be your camera guy. In in which I, you know, helped send you a camera, and that is probably the most I can do from here. <laughs> uh, so anything, any content you put out is your own fault, my friend, because you know I've done the work on my end. You just gotta Sorry. make your videos. <laughs> Nick. Love you, bro.
1: Buy yourself an LED strip, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, there's all these bits that like I had the same conversation uh, with my girlfriend who's a photographer and she showed me a bunch of lights that I could be implementing to add a bit more of a vibe and I'm like, oh, you're right, you know? But again... Yeah, you definitely like, need that. Just do it and Wi-Fi. see what happens.
2: Mm. You got I mean, even Wi-Fi. right now, it looks like I'm just sitting here talking on a podcast but I've got a studio light on me right here yeah. in a soft box. Yep. I've got a ring light right here then I'm backlit yep. by these two things I've got a LED strip up here and all yes. the other natural not, light is off so I'm not I can using control the best it.
0: lighting at the moment I have two two lights coming in this way key lights and then I have the backlight yep. so I'm separated from my background kind of but I'm not edge lighting there's no edge lighting so yep. I kind of blend I blend into my background a little bit here but but um and if I, I need, need to I've got an extra light
2: I can turn on if I have to I can <laughs> I can add more light if I Whatever happens,
0: you know. Are you yeah, filming on yeah. an Insta 360? I am. Yeah, yeah. What frame rate are you filming at? Uh, I think at 4K and 30. Is it okay? Yeah, it's yeah. um. There's a funny thing about frame rate, man. So the the human eyes naturally see at 25. Or twenty-four frames per second. Well, 25, 24 twenty-four doesn't really matter. Mm. But yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But and and so anything more than that or less than that is actually uncomfortable to look at for long periods of time. See, see what yeah. I mean. This is yeah. So we should. And do you know yeah, something? So like watching watching, watching your videos, like watching your videos now, like having a little look at them now, I can already in the like at the top of my eyes, like it already feels like like mm. um, an effort. Like there's. Like yeah, it's like a fatigue almost at the top of your eyes. Like you'll feel that's if you watch your own videos, you'll actually feel physically that fatigue. It's Yeah, a very strange and that's feeling. Because there's
1: video gamers out there playing games at like 8K graphics card at 60 frames a second, and and they're doing you know s- ten hours straight. Yeah,
0: but that's you know, because on, there's there's
1: not a natural motion blur to video games. though. you know something so like, I,
2: that's
0: different. The, difference. the, the I motion blur that's to- added in a video game is is digitally enhanced. So that so it does. True. Yeah, it creates that natural movement for you. So you can film at 60 FPS on a video game. But their cameras okay. that are on them um, would be at 25 still. Right? Yeah. And then when they or, th- or maybe 30
2: if they're in the US. Like, like StreamYard, for example, this platform that we're streaming on, I did not know this until it gave us the functionality to download clips from this podcast. And when I downloaded it and put it into Premiere, it shows up that it's recording this in 30 frames per second. And I right. always wondered why my camera, even though it's a DSLR, why it's jumping every now and then. And it's because we're fr- we're filming at 25 frames per second. It's downloading at 30 frames, and it's so it's skipping because there's not enough frames. So right yeah. now I'm a- I'm actually in 50 frames per second, which is making it actually smooth because now it's more than what it's recording in. It's so wild, like the different frame rates for stuff. Like the it's technology so st- is
0: strange, bro. It's strange. It is really strange.
2: Yeah, and and. Um, I just learned now. Like technically, you can still do slow mo in in um, Premiere Pro even at twenty five frames if you use the yeah, optical use, flow option.
0: It's yeah, because it adds changed frames, my yeah. life. It, it, uh, it adds frames from uh, from AI. Like it, it yeah, creates, like guesses. Yeah. Have, you, right, have you actually have you actually done the frame by frame on those frames? By the way, well, so, <laughs> so like yesterday, slow, obviously in in motion, it looks great. But if you actually yeah. look at each frame that has been digitally added. They look really weird. Like, True. Such True. Weird looking well, weird.
2: especially, especially there's too much stuff happening. Like yeah. the, the tech deck video I filmed, I had to film in 50 frames so I could do the opening sequence in slow-mo. And I yeah. tried to use optical flow in it and I posted it and I quickly deleted it. Cause I, re- I realized like it was adding these weird artifacts into it that like, yeah, as you're saying, like, but it was noticeable. So when that, thing flipped up it went all pixelated my fingers went like a square i was like what the hell <laughs> for like yeah, one yeah. frame
0: <laughs> yeah that happens it's very yeah, interesting
2: it, it was uh <laughs> oh john oh time. my god everyone's like wow you guys are going past an hour you're right you're right yeah. it's just what happens when we're here having fun you know
0: that's all right we can keep going nah it's over all right jace leave now, him now with the, some now that, inspiration now that said it, it's over um yeah okay here's my inspirational quote for you um, if you believe that you can, you can and if you believe that you can't, you can't yeah, just remember that it might sound like nothing now but whatever you believe for yourself, that's what's the reality so
1: thanks for listening it's time for us to disappear now, disappear now. but we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys